hey, Brandon Beliso here. You're living your best life. It's Friday, January 14th. January 14th, and welcome to Success Never Sleeps with who? Me, Brandon Beliso. It's a Q&A, but, you know, also I get a unique opportunity to hang out with school owners from all over the world. I dig the energy. I dig the vibe because as a collective, we're just trying to figure out this thing called life, right? That's it. We want to be more happy. We want to be more balanced. We want to be more healthier. We want to be more stable. We recognize running a small business is a huge challenge. It's not, you know, for, for the, the weak of heart. We know that. But, you know, in order to run a business, in order to be successful with a small business, your mind, your heart, your body, everything's got to be in sync. So we're always mining data. Right, and, and I share with you what I've learned from companies like Disney. Today, it's going to be Apple. I love your questions. It's that thing. It's the energy exchange that makes this show so special and unique and why I personally look forward to it every day. Every day, every day. So let me go in here as always. I got to thank my wonderful, wonderful sponsors. We have my studio, Tulay and the Gang too. I love you, my brother. I love you, my brother. I love you. You know, my studio... When they launched the app-based CRN system, it blew our industry out of the water, right? It's come such a long way. It continues to grow. It is the brain of what we do. People trip. They walk in my school and we're taking attendance through a phone. We're standing outdoors in a parking lot teaching martial arts and, you know, we're, we're signing somebody up for a membership. Parent walks in and goes, hey, I'd like to buy a T-shirt. Awesome. Take out your app, click on the shopping cart, purchase that T-shirt and you just grab it from the pro shop. Right? Because we, we've transitioned. We don't have front desk people anymore. Things have changed tremendously. And I recognize what people, you know, I get a lot of slack. They say, hey, that's not good customer service. You need a front desk person. No, you don't. No, you don't. We make up for it with the instruction we offer on the mat. And that money I save on front desk, we farm out into virtual assistants now, you know, and we can pay our team better. But really, when the day's done, do you need a front desk person? No. If you everything's set up right with your kiosk and people know this is where I go, you know, to sign up for a trial. We even have QR codes now. You can walk in and boom, scan a QR code. It goes right into my studio and they can sign up for a trial. So really automating certain things in your business to free you to serve people better where it matters most on the mat. Hello at the front door. I love my studio for that. Kids love life skills. We're now a subscription-based model, which means we're going to partner with you. We're going to hold your hand. We're going to be there every step of the way. So if you're ready to sign up for our Kids Love Life Skills, you need character development. If you don't have character development, do not think because you're a black belt. I've been... God, cultivating kids of life skills for well over a decade, tens of thousands of hours in research and developing trial and error on the mat, coaching my son's basketball team, working with my kids at home. You know, I don't care what a book says. I don't care what a book says. That's information. Apply it in real time. And I think what you're going to discover after all these child development books are done, every kid's a little different. And that's why I live and die by Michael J. Fox. If a kid doesn't learn the way you teach, teach the way they learn. That's what I did because no two kids are the same. And I think it's a real huge detriment to a child's development to simply say, you're all four years old. You can do this because the child psychology book says that and you can't do this. Tell that to Tiger Woods, right? Prodigy of golf at three freaking years old, right? He might be the exception, but I truly believe every child is the exception and kids live life because it's the key to positioning you as a character development leader in your community. Cool? Reach out to Marco Mazzola, reach out to Letitia Craps, and they'll help you out. LC Accounting, that's my sister. You know, she's been God, so integral in my business for years now. And what she's, you know, shown me through this pandemic, her ability to mine data and research the right data to help our companies work through this pandemic, not only to survive, but to thrive. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Market Muscles, that event's coming up. I'm going to be there February 4th and 5th in Virginia. And I'm going to be sharing something very, very special. Market Muscles, we have a Market Muscles website. I'm so grateful to be part of Market Muscles. I've wanted to do it for years. And as things have become more busy with my other companies, it made smart sense to move over to market muscles for both of our locations. And we are averaging 100 to 150 leads a month. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing. And we haven't done much to it, to be honest with you. We're still learning. We need to change up some stock photos, do a few more things. But overall, we've let it do its thing since August. And honestly, I don't want to say anything's turnkey, but we haven't touched it pretty much. I've changed maybe one or two things. And we're cleaning up slowly. 
But overall, market muscles, I would say, is the most optimal, the most optimal. And Steven Reinstein and the gang out there does amazing work. Amazing work. Amazing work. Oh, that's, that's another time. So what is it all about today? Right? It's all about Apple. It's all about Apple. If everybody knows me, I mean, I'm staring at an Apple computer. I'm looking at an Apple phone right now. Let's see. Let's see. Who else is here? James Walker from Snowy Rocky Mountains. Hey, what's up? Jana, what's happening, man? Bob Poole. Hey, Bob. Rebecca, Paul Resurrection. Paul and Hazel are on, right? Out there in Texas. Ricardo. Uh, Ricardo gives the best hugs in the world. Ricardo, next one's coming up in August. Put the dates in there, Tish. I know we sorted out. It's Time Live. The next event is called It's Time Live Believe. Believe. What dates are those, Letitia? Go ahead and pop them in there, please. It's Time Live Believe. That's coming up. Please, I see a lot of people sitting up in the eye in the sky. Can you please say hello? Let me give you some kudos. Let me give you a plug. Uh, because after that, this goes on to my podcast, and everybody all over the world now watches Success Never Sleeps. So I'm real grateful to share that. Hey, Tom, Tom Carnes. Apple was sued by the Beatle. They lost millions. Don't care for Apple. HP is better service. Hey, my sister used to work for HP. That's cool. We're all entitled to that, right? Apple was sued by the Beatles. Was that because of the Apple label, Tom? The Apple label? Yep, they lost millions. I don't care for Apple. HP is better service. I'll say that twice, Tom. You know why? Because I respect your opinion. That's what's cool about me, our movement of the disruptors. There's so many different things in this world. I say potato, you say potato. Some people like certain things, some don't. I love Apple. I've made a lot of money with Apple stock. I invest in Apple heavily. I believe in Apple as a culture. I believe in Apple as a company. And there's a reason why. There's a reason why they are the first company, publicly traded company that has reached that $3 trillion valued mark. And you can't dismiss that, right? No matter what, we can't dismiss that, right? We can't dismiss that. Hey, what's up, Carl? Yep. So I thank you for that, Tom. And I do want to share that with people because we do value everybody's opinion here at Success Never Sleeps. That's super cool. Hey, what's up, Kat? Oh, here's, here's, here's an appler. Kat works for Apple. Hello, Professor Mortal Tiger Karate from and my day job. I work for Apple. 9.5 years and counting. Yes, we have a culture and it's a great thing to be part of, right? And that's the cool thing when we talk about the way, right? The way in Taoism or Buddhism, right? There is the black and there's the white. There's the good and there's the bad. There's the happy, there's the sad. One doesn't exist without the other. So to believe that any one company is perfect or any one person is perfect or any one situation is perfect, I mean, that's ludicrous, right? But you take the good with the bad. So my journey with Apple, I'm going to tell you. My sister's worked for HP. She doesn't anymore. She worked them for 30 plus years. I was a PC guy overall. Samsung phone, PC computer, I wouldn't touch Apple for 25 years, 25 years. Now, I'll never be the guy to stand in line, you know, and wait for some freaking iPhone overnight, but I began looking at it. And I think what attracted me more, because I wasn't very tech savvy, what attracted me more was the culture of Apple. Right. And that's that's I just want to take what I share with you today about Apple and bring it into that mindset. So there was a time Steve Jobs got booted from his own company. He brought in the CEO from Pepsi and they kicked him out of his own company. Can you believe that? How does that happen? And so when he sat there, you know, he started another company, which did really well. But in that time, he really went about, it was a smaller company, but it really went about cultivating culture. Because in the company that Apple was at that time, there was no loyalty. You know, when he brought in all these other outside sources just because their resumes look good, like the guy from Pepsi, right? The board said, bring the guy in from Pepsi, right? They did that, did all these different things, but it lacked culture. It lacked purpose. It lacked, you know, all of it, all of it. And so I think during that time, before they asked Steve Jobs to come back, because they did, they did, this is, this is really what it was about. He recognized Apple was about thinking different, but now they've modified it. Tim Cook and the gang in 2022 is saying, think different, but not too different, right? Isn't that yin and yang? Isn't that yin and yang? Isn't that yin and yang all the way? Think different, but not too different, okay? Think different, but not too different. Hmm. Think about that. 
think different, but not too different. I think different. We know that. I came into our industry and I had no contracts, no upgrades, no belt testing fees, no phone scripts, none of that stuff. We have no front desk. We have no offices, none of that stuff. And pre-pandemic, $2.1 million, two, over $2 million a year consistently, 2017, 2018, 2019. We know 2020 has been tough, 21, but both our businesses are still standing. You know why? Because we live and die from a purpose, right? Apple's purpose, think different. Our purpose, live your best life. That's my mantra. That's my purpose, whether you're an individual, a team, a business, a company. My purpose is to help you live your best life, whether that's writing a system, developing your culture, designing a purpose statement. It makes no difference to me. None of it. None of it. I live and die about living your best life. If it's working on your mindset, we can do that too, right? If it's remodeling your bathroom because the mom can't live her best life, if there's pee-pee on the floor and there's no baby changing table, I can do that too. So the think different mentality I'm aboard with. You hear me say it all the time. Are you going to stand in line like sheep being led to slaughter or are you going to walk to the beat of a different drum? I believe we're all special. We're all different. We're all unique. Now there's a school of thought. You're not special. Nobody cares what you think. That's not why I'm special, because you think I'm special. I'm special because I believe I am. See, and that's really what Steve Jobs was saying with think different, because you are different. See, the challenge, and this is how it cultivates in a martial arts school, you stand there as a white belt in the lineup, like a good little soldier. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How many kicks? How many push-ups? Like a good little soldier, right? or good little soldieress. And you do this, and then you do this all the way to black belt, right? And then you're thrown out into the world to go out there and run your own business. You have no real leadership skills because those leadership skills are skewed. You're simply following protocol. I stand in line, I say, yes, sir. You stand on this side as the guy running the class, everybody says, yes, sir, to you. But it never helps you think different. And thinking different is really, really important because every day when you open that door and you receive students or you post a social media post or you update your website or you cultivate a flyer or you go do a community event, you're saying, this is why you should buy from me. This is why you should buy from me. People buy from Apple premium products at a premium price. They make no qualms about that, but they believe everything they put out is worth it. So we want to be mindful about that. Think different, but not too different. Cool? And I like to check our comments. Hey, Kat. Sensei Mish. What's up, Mish? And Mish also loves Apple. Cool. Please feel free to put your comments and questions as, as we go along. We love the conversation. I love the dialogue. So I'm going to encourage you because you are a small business owner. Think different. Right? And that doesn't just happen within Apple. Think of a company like Starbucks. There was a time, you know, when the people weren't really drinking coffee the way they are today. And he came around, he says, we're going to have macchiatos and lattes and ventes, and we're going to call this freaking place it's called Starbucks Coffee. They go, what the hell is a Starbucks? Look at their logo, right? I would have never used that logo. I would have never called it Starbucks, but Horowitz believed. See, just like Steve Jobs believed. Think different. I don't like this, but not too different, but I'll buy because it's yin yang. I like think different, powerful, clean statement. So when Steve Jobs came back to Apple in the second coming, he brought a guy with him named Guy Kawasaki, and he was the chief evangelist officer. His job was to live, teach, and preach and profess the think different mentality of Apple. That was his whole job. I remember the ad campaign when it first came out. It was all black and white. They had Einstein. I think they had Bishop Tutu, Nelson Mandela, all these, you know, different leaders and thinkers. And there were all these black and white print ads everywhere. And it was all centered around think different. So for a while, Apple really catered to that audience. Everybody who did graphics and create creative stuff and things of that nature. Right? It was really that. If you were a musician, you used an Apple computer. If you were a creative person, you used an Apple computer. And of course, it's changed since then, but there was a while the Think Different crowd were the elite, were the misfits, were the people walking to the beat of their own drum. I'm going to encourage you, please, because you've stood in this darn lineup forever going, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. How many push-ups? How many kicks? Like a good little soldier. If at some point you don't break that mold and get out there and start thinking different, then you're all always going to be one day late and $2 short. Always. 
Always, always, because you're waiting here like this. Uh, I'm not going to invest in that until everybody else does. Uh, I'm not going to buy that program until everybody else does. Well, let me see how it works out first, then I'll go for it. That is not the mindset of an entrepreneur. That is not the mindset of an innovator or a successful small business. You are blazing new trails. You are carving a path, and you're going for it because, believe me, you will fail. I have failed. I have lost money. You know, I was bankrupt at 25. It's part of the process, right? When I was at Harvard and they talked about bankruptcy, right? We know our previous president had filed bankruptcy four times or something. You, you can look up that data. But the point they said at Harvard was bankruptcy in elite circles are a do-over. That's what it means. Where we as a culture, right, look at a bankruptcy. Oh, man, I'm a horrible person. It's an end-all, be-all. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. In Harvard, they called it a do-over from the lips of a Harvard professor. So that think different mentality to me is all part of that. If you don't move from being a student and a worker, be strictly, you know, a good soldier in the lineup, you will always suffer. So what are we going to start doing? Think different because you are different. Cool? All right. This was a beautiful one. And, you know, and I, I was mining data. You know me, I love to mine data. Oh, who, who's coming aboard? Virginia, what's up, Virginia? Last evening, I was holding team training with my instructors, and we had such a great conversation about ways to improve the class experience and provide greater value, inspiring leadership among the students. I told my team, you guys always have such great ideas. I'm so glad you share them with me. Awesome. And you want to nurture that, right? You want to nurture that. You want to nurture that, Virginia. So I applied Virginia at Journey Martial Arts. So, you know, it was, well, I was mining some data. It might have been last night or the night before. And one of Steve's team had to go do something. It was either present, you know, to the board or do this, do this. And every time they were making an excuse to him, all he said over and over is, don't be afraid. You can do it. But, you know, da, 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 da. Steve Jobs' response don't be afraid, you can do it. But, you know, da, 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 da. don't be afraid, you can do it. So I really like that. And I'd encourage you to write this one down. You know, I, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. Because the most, most of the time with our team, they're afraid we're going to reject their idea. They're afraid that their idea is not good enough. They're afraid that if they do that, you know, because they're the student, we were their teacher, that they're being disrespectful. So that fear is real. So the minute you say to your team, don't be afraid, you're saying, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to challenge me. All of it's cool. Why, why do I say don't be afraid? Because if I can do that, you can do it. Think of Nike. Just do it. So I know it's kind of that play, but think about it. You can do it by itself is okay. But the minute you put, don't be afraid, what you're saying as a leader, it's cool. It's totally cool. I'm all right with it. I'm all right. Say what you need to say. I'm all right. It's okay if you make mistakes. I'm cool with it. It's not a big deal, right? You can do it. Because I believe in today's contemporary leadership, I want to cultivate more leaders. The problem is if I cultivate a bunch of followers who simply follow processes, I have to manage them. See, that's a, that's a challenge. You'll know that with some of your younger instructors, maybe your day camp staff, you know, people like that, because they're not immersed in your culture completely. You have to manage them. They're task-driven people. You have to tell them what to do. Go clean the bathroom. You know, clean, it's just the way that is right? But with your upper people, with your people that you're trying to groom, your second, right? People that, that are going to have long-term with you, tell them, don't be afraid. You can do it. Cool? Cool, cool, cool. Let's say this is coming to, oh wow, this is a long one. Man, lots of people watching. Give me a plug. Say your name. Tell me the name of your school. We have always so many people. It's a trip, though, you know. When I sit there and I'll meet somebody at an event I'm speaking at or, you know, somebody will reach out to me, they'll tell me, you know, I've been following you for years. And then I always say, why didn't you say hi? Why don't you reach out and connect? Oh, well, you know, no, I want you to connect. So I see lots of people in the eye in the sky here, lots of people watching this show. Tell me your name. Tell me what school you own and where you're tuning in from. Cool? So that, I thought that was a brilliant one as well. And, and, and this is Apple, and this is powerful, right? The best customer experience with the best products on earth. 
okay? You know, I'm a huge, huge advocate of the experience because if we create an emotional connection with a person, which only can be achieved through an experience, then people are endeared to you. Then people want to trust you. Then people want to be loyal to your tribe and what you do. And this has been a great example of this. And I know predominantly Apple is a tech company, right? But through this pandemic, Apple's, you know, value has gone up. Look at a company like Disney. And I spoke about this last week, but I'll, I'll touch upon it really quick. You know, when this pandemic hit, everybody said Disney is dead. Disney's freaking dead. They can't have movies in the theater. The parks aren't open, blah, 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 blah. What they did not take into consideration was the culture of Disney. The people that love Disney, right? That love Disney. So Disney said, well, the happiest place on earth, right? Magic Kingdom, our whole gig. All we did was move it from the parks, right? And they closed a bunch of their retail stores. They're gone. They closed the, you know, they moved it from the park into streaming. That's all they did. But the, 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 the why is still there. I'm just experiencing the happiest place on earth from shelter and place in my home, kicking back, watching Chitty Chitty, Bang Bang, Lion King, Mulan, all these things with my family. We were having family movie night through this pandemic, and we just moved from the parks to where? Online, to the tune of 85 million subscribers, and they're going to hit 230 in the next year or so. Crazy. And now their pivot, the new priority is streaming. That's crazy, right? But it's not. It's not. Apple has continued to grow. Other companies, Chipotle was another one who pivoted, right? They pivoted right into the digital restaurant environment, delivery and takeout. Their stock has gone through the roof. So the reason I share this is if we can create a tribe of loyal fans, right? Those raving fans that love what we do, then they will follow us into a parking lot. They will follow us online. They will follow us anywhere. They will follow us anywhere. And when they do that, everything changes. You with me? Everything changes. So what are we trying to do? We're trying to create the best customer experience. The best customer experience. So if you were to go from the time somebody walks in your front door, right, to where they come and experience the class and all that, and they leave and walk out that door, is it the best customer experience, right? One simple thing, saying hello when they walk through the front door, saying goodbye when everybody leaves. I did that yesterday. I was in the middle of teaching a class. The kids are leaving, and I shout from the floor, see you later, Ian. And he looks at me, and the mom looks at me and waves. That, you know, that human connectivity, that acknowledgement, the humanism, the humanism that can never, never be replaced by an iPad or the metaverse or any of that stuff, we must 10x that. I'm going to tell you, as we move more into the whole thing of, of technology deeper, the metaverse, Oculus, virtual environments, humanism is going to become a big factor. And the yin and the yang, as much as technology and metaverse and all this is doing this, people organically, because we're human beings, are going to crave this. So you creating that human experience in your school, not just pomp and circumstance, everything is, yes, sir, how are you doing? Two steps, yes, sir. Da, 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 tie my belt, yeah, come on the floor, it's perfect. You got to balance that, right? Just because a room looks perfect and everyone's standing you know, in the right place doesn't mean it's the best experience. It might look good at an air shot. Wow, look how organized. Wow, it looks very, you know, it almost looks military. There has to be the humanism. So little things like that, just like that, letting the mom know Johnny did great today, right? Sending Johnny a you did great card. Following up with maybe a text video. Hey, Johnny, I know it was a rough day today, sir, but, you know, next class we'll, we'll get it. Whatever. Whatever you choose is going to be your best customer experience. At least be aware. At least be mindful. At least walk down that path and cultivate that. Jason Smith. Connection is so important and is one of the primary reasons I choose to partner with you, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Hey, Geraldine Tolentino Eugenio. Eugenio. That's a cool name. Nam. What's up, Nam? Master Nam from Prestige Martial Arts. Christina. Christina. I love Christina. She's got a nanny service, and she finds value in what we do. I love it, ma'am. I love it. So, and then, of course, the best products on earth for us, that's our curriculum, right? It's not a shin guard. It's not a uniform. It's our curriculum, right? It's the life skills you deliver. It's the, 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 the 
rotating curriculum that you offer. It's the pads you choose to hold for a certain drill. So if I'm going to have the best curriculum on earth, me and my team are constantly training. Like we're, we're bringing sparring back. And we sat there last night telling people in real time, TJ and I worked together on the mat last night and we're cultivating content right there to tighten up our sparring and create this new sparring experience in this brave new world, right? And it was powerful. It was super powerful. But if you're not constantly improving your curriculum and you're teaching the way your teacher taught you, the way his teacher taught him and his teacher before that, you're going to miss the boat. I'm not asking you to abandon your art. I'm not asking you to get rid of the core values of your art. I'm just asking you to constantly live from the Kaizen theory of constant improvement, of constantly improving your product, which is the curriculum. So what, what does Apple say? The best customer experience with the best products on earth, right? So you want the best customer experience with the best programs out there. And the best programs are based upon your culture and nobody else's. Cool? Keep those questions coming in. Do say hi. I love, 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 love everybody that's hanging with us. This one I thought was very powerful. And I know it's changed, but there was a time Apple had the genius bar, right? At first... I thought it was kind of like, you know, when, when, when um, a teacher or my dad or somebody would go, you know, good, good going there, genius, right? And it was really sarcastic, and it wasn't meant to be endearing. It wasn't meant to be a compliment. It was also, it was very you know, sarcastic, like, you know, I did something dumb, you know? And so, but I really love this. When I really start to dig deeper, because in a contemporary society, this word genius hasn't been used a lot. So when I saw Apple came out with the Genius Bar, I, you know, I would go, what are they saying? That the average schmo coming in here can't use their freaking iPhone? You know, but what they, they weren't because it's a very old saying. And when it was resurrected in the past decade, I don't know what, exactly when Apple used the term Genius Bar. You might be able to throw that in there for me, Kat. It was meant to be, you're a genius. That's genius, Right? That's genius. It wasn't what I grew up with. It was a very sarcastic statement. So, but what I love about this, what Apple is saying to their employees are, you know, I believe just like you can do it. See, it's really about building your team, not tearing them down. And it, it's, it's hard to do that, I know, sometimes when people make serious mistakes or, or, or they don't support the culture. But really, if you, as a business owner, can pump up your team, empower your team, and help with words that are strong like genius, you can do this. Right? Mine is rock star. I don't know. I'm just maybe because I played in rock bands. I like to say that a lot to my team. That's rock star. You're a rock star. I'll say that to students. What's up, rock star? You ready to work hard today? Find things that fit, fit you and your culture, right? In this case, Apple employees are called geniuses. So think of some words, throw them in there. What are some of the things you do in your business? First genius bar. Thank you, Kat was in 2001. We still do have a genius bar for what it's worth. There's still the place to go to for all your repairs. Ah, ah. Yeah, I noticed Apple's changed with that because it used to be the place where you go and sit and learn how to use your iPhone. But now when I walk in an Apple store, everybody's doing that everywhere. So it's kind of like spread out over the whole culture. Now you gotta, you know, understand my journey with Apple and why I feel this way. When, when, I finally decided to get, um, I think I got a MacBook Pro first, and it was really heavy. I remember that. Yeah, so my first thing was moving from PC to Mac, right? But it didn't happen that easily. What happened was I was so fascinated with Steve Jobs and the whole culture, and I really dug the Guy Kawasaki thing, you know, because the chief C might be COE. Can you look that up for me, Kat? What, what was the, the acronym they used for Guy Kawasaki? I think it was the chief evangelist op officer, the chief officer evangelist. But he was literally an evangelist. And it became so popular that every Fortune 500 company has some type of evangelist. And that evangelist live, teaches, and preaches the culture of that company. That's their purpose. And if you look at old pictures of Guy Kawasaki, he kind of wore this white smock hippie looking thing and that was Guy Kawasaki's purpose. 
It really was. It really was. But he had a title, and it's a, it's a title that was coined. They still do the education as well. Thank you, Kat. And Kat works for Apple, so that's how I'm going to ask her for that. So, Kat, what did they call Guy Kawasaki? But now every major Fortune 500 company has a chief evangelist officer in their company. And I think that's very cool. But some of the words like genius, you can do it, think different, that becomes an everyday language. So I'm going to share that with you. So in our schools, it's live your best life, right? So when we answer the phone, live your best life at One Martial Arts, Brandon speaking, a class is leaving. Class, what are you going to go out there and do? Live your best life, sir. What do I do at the beginning of my show? Hey, folks, this is Brandon Beliso. You know, are you living your best life? What do I do when I finish my shows? This is Brandon Beliso. Until we talk again, what are you going to go out there and do? Live your best life, sir. So that's very synonymous with me. And we live, teach, and preach it all the time, all the time, all the time in what we do. And that's powerful because it's no longer centered around an ego. It's centered around a movement. It's centered around a thinking. It's centered around a culture of people that want to live their best life. And for me in my martial arts school, that's super powerful, super powerful. With the clients that I work with, same thing. Chief evangelist, according to LinkedIn. Thank you, Kat. Thank you. And that's powerful, right? See, that's thinking different. That's innovative because he really saw what lacked in the first incarnation of Apple. There was no culture, right? There, there, there was no kind of, you know, spirituality here, right? And, and people do that. There was this one skit on Mad TV. Somebody look it up, right? This skit on Mad TV where, you know, this guy's standing up there, and he's Steve Jobs. He's got the black turtleneck and the jeans with the penny loafers, and he's got on a pair of, you know, uh, circular bespeckled glasses, you know, the kind that Steve Jobs wore. But if you look in the audience, everybody was dressed like Steve Jobs. Everybody. So, you know, it was this satirical piece. and But in it, it, it shows you that people drink the Kool-Aid is what they're really trying to say. It goes, I have the eye toilet paper holder. Ooh, and we have the eye, you know, butter knife, which is these really off-the-wall things. But what they were trying to say is that people have drank the Kool-Aid. Apple had figured out how to get people to buy in to what they do. And this is real important because nobody is going to wake up and go, how can I make Brandon Beliso a lot of money today? And nobody in your organization is going to do that, right? Unless it's some freaking sales-driven job, and I don't like sales at all. I'm going to get sidebarred for a minute here. I have a friend in the fitness industry, and normally at the end of every month, they disappear for a week. Why? Because they have to make numbers. If they don't sell and make their numbers, they don't get their bonus. I don't do that kind of, I don't like bonuses. I don't like any of that. Pay your people really, really freaking well and have them perform. Right, because that fear-based thinking, if I don't perform, I don't, don't get the bonus. What is that reminiscent of? You know, it's like training a dog, right? If the dog does a little trick, he gets the treat. He doesn't do the trick right, he don't get the treat. I don't sell well and make my numbers, I don't get the freaking treat. I don't believe in that because it, it does not help cultivate the individual at all, at all. So I'm not for that at all, okay? And I encourage you to get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. So going back to my story. You know, I, I would sit there in Apple with a little book. I'd go into Apple, right, in the beginning because I was really fascinated by how when Steve Jobs came back, everything changed, right? They came out with the iMac and the iPod, right? That iPod used to be the baddest little thing. You get a thousand songs on this, you know, on this little device. I thought it was so, so cool, right? And so everything was the i. So in that satirical piece, that's what they had. Everything was I, but they were making fun of it in such a unique way. But I really watched that piece and going, what are, what are they saying here? And what they're saying here is that everybody who works for Apple, you know, it's almost cultish. It's almost cultish. Culture, the first four letters in the word culture is what? Cult. Now, I'm not asking you to be some crazy cult, but I'm going to tell you, a martial arts school has a very unique position to cultivate that type of culture, okay? But do you think the first four letters are cult? Because you, you do, you create this unique environment. And if you do it with a sense of humility and a sense of gratitude and transparency and service and honesty, it will never move into being some cult centered around some crazy man's ego, right? Think of all the cults, Branch Davidians, those crazy heaven's gate people. It was centered around some crazy man's, you know, thinking, right? Think about that.
Charles Manson, on and on. So I'm not asking you to do that. I'm saying be that service-based culture where you serve your team, where you serve your, your students and families, and you work within those parameters and eliminate your ego, right, and really work towards that. Cool? So after watching that piece, I took a little black sketchbook, which I do, and I, I went to an app, and I just asked a couple employees, if you're cool, if I, if I hang out, I'm not really going to buy anything. I just want to, you know, I just want to be immersed. And they said, well, that's a little weird. Can you kind of like stay out of the way? I said, no, absolutely. Have so. And sometimes I wouldn't say anything. And I would literally, sometimes I'd stand outside and just kind of peer in the window, watch the traffic go in and out. Other days I'd sit in there with my iPhone as if I was doing something, playing with an iPad, but I'd always be taking notes because I really wanted to see why people who are willing to stand in line all night long for a phone, they can literally walk in two or three days later and get it. And get it. And I, what I began to see with an Apple was that sense of autonomy. Autonomy. Very, very powerful. Right? You walk into an Apple store, somebody says hello. Literally, right there. Hello. Mental note. Always say hello to people when they come to the front door. Great. How can I help you? Right? Well, you know, I'm looking for an iPad. Great. Walks me over to the iPad table. And by the time I'm at this iPad table, remember, they're the greeter. That's her job. I have a specialist coming up to me to talk to me about the iPad. Wow, that's a trip, right? And it wasn't really, iPad does one, two, three, and ABC. It was, hey, how you doing? You know, what's new? And we, we developed this just very human conversation. And, and after that, then I told him what I was looking for, what I needed. He talked about, well, you know, maybe you want this many gig versus that many gig. But there was never a hard sell. There was never something's on sale, which think about it. Most Apple products are never on sale per se, right? And, and it wasn't like it was just like hanging out with somebody, right, in college. That's what it felt like. I was back in a college dorm just chilling out. We're hanging out. And then when the day was done, I said, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to do some more homework. Cool. Not, hey, don't leave the store. Buy this now because I'm working on commission and da 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 It was none of that. And I thought that was pretty magical. But to, to finish that whole experience, you know, you walk in and say, hello, I want an iPad. You move to the iPad area of the store. The specialist comes up, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You buy that iPad. I don't even move. I don't even move. Somebody walks up with an iPad. And then they sell it to me right through the phone. Oh, I thought that was magical, too. I'm going, let me get this straight. You're not going to make me stand in this freaking line, you know, of people? No. This whole experience was just amazing. And that's why I love my studio for that reason and that reason alone. I can sit with a parent and say, hey, just whip out your phone, go in there and buy a T-shirt, go get it in the pro shop. Boom, you know, do the membership. And we see it all the time. When someone says, I need to go talk to my husband or I need to go talk to my wife, don't freaking panic. Don't sit there and go, well, I must get money before they leave the school. They must make a commitment. I'll let them get outside, and 10 seconds later, I'll text them. If you come in back right now and you sign up for membership, I'll throw in an extra, you know, shin guard. Don't do that. That's so lame. That's lame. I'm going to call anybody out on that. That's lame. Because I've had it happen to me, right? I've had it happen. I think it's lame. Lame, lame, lame. So... That experience of being able to come in, hello, iPad station, da da da, buy the iPad, come up, get the iPad, sign it. I walk out the door and they're still saying thank you. Wow. Wow. So let's play that out. Come to the karate school. Hello, welcome to One Martial Arts. Great. Boom. Someone's waiting at the edge of the floor. Tie your belt, get you in the staging area. Sit you in the staging area. We're doing ABC today, you know, earning our site. Boom. Music starts, class happens. Ba 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 ba. No, no downtime, fast, music, fun, learning growth, life skills, game at the end, right? Dodgeball, whatever, memorable experience. Bow out the class. What are you going to go out there and do? Live your best life. Boom, walking out the door. See you later. Can't wait to see you next class. So create that. If you can do that with your team, think of the whole scenario. How does that look? The whole scenario from front to back. How does that look? And if there's any holes in your game, fix it. Fix it. Zappos. Yeah, I love Zappos. Oh, yeah, that story. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, you guys remember that story, huh?
Yeah, I like it. I like that. Read what Kat wrote about Guy Kawasaki. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Let me take a deep breath, have a sip of coffee, and while I do that, I want to thank my sponsors again. My studio, Kids of Life Skills, LC Accounting, Market Muscles. You know, I've influenced her deals with my studio and Market Muscles, and I'm proud of that. You know, I know for our industry, that's not a common thing, but again, think different. Think different. I have an influencer deal. I've had one from day one with my studio. I have an influencer deal with Market Muscles, and I'm proud of that. You know, we looked at influencers 15 years ago like, what the heck is this, right? What kind of craziness is this? Cool. All right, let me get to the next one. Where is it? Where is it? Is it this one? Okay. Brand identity. Brand identity is one of Apple's biggest strengths, right? It's iconic. It is iconic, right? When you think of the word apple, you don't even think of a piece of fruit anymore. You think of apple, apple, apple. The first publicly traded company valued at $3 trillion. Nobody's ever reached that. When I was digging deeper, they were the first company valued at $2 trillion. So do you think it's going to stop? I don't think so. I don't think so. Not at all. So what is your brand identity? Okay. Brand identity. I want you to think about that for a moment. Again, in our industry, I don't believe people develop their brands well. Your brand is not your logo. Your logo is an extension of your brand and it communicates the brand, but it is not your brand. See, people have sadly mistaken that. That's why every time I see one of your freaking flyers or, or social media posts, the biggest thing on that thing is your logo. It should be the smallest. Look, look at Brandon. Look at this simple slide. Where do you see my brand? Where do you, oh, oh, there it is. Uh, oh, where is it? Right there. See it? See how little that is? Because that's not what I'm selling you, right? I'm selling a mindset. I'm selling a why, live your best life. I'm selling success never sleeps. I'm not selling Brandon. Brandon's the byproduct. So your brand identity is crucial. But if you look on an Apple product, how big is that Apple, right? If I look at this cell phone, that, that Apple is very, very little. It's the whole this is the brand, the whole experience that goes with it, right? Really be mindful of that. Be very, very mindful of that. So when you talk about brand identity, I think our industry is one of the weakest, the weakest. I would say 70% of the schools out there use that same swishy guy kicking with a you know, circular head. That sucks. Or some silhouette of somebody kicking. That sucks. I'm going to call everybody out right now. That sucks, right? How many of you have seen, if you haven't used it yourself, a silhouette of somebody kicking or the little swoosh that looks like the Nike swoosh, but it's a guy kicking with a little, you know, dot for a head? Who's using that right now? I'm going to call you out. I'm going to tell you why. Because you have something very unique. And when you choose to use some stock thing you got off Fiverr that's been regurgitated a million times, I'm challenged by that. So your brand identity is one of Apple's biggest strengths. Now, we know the story. It didn't start out that way. It didn't. Apple was just a thought, you know, and they, it looked like a strawberry, so they took a bite out of it. But through the years, the brand identity of Apple has become very iconic, and it is now one of Apple's greatest strengths. Didn't start that way, right? Every story Steve Wozniak will say, well, you know, it was just on a whim. We came up with the apple. It wasn't Sir Isaac Newton's relative, you know. It was, wasn't any of those things. But through the years, it's morphed into something more. And apple is probably the single most iconic brand in the world. You put apple against any other thing out there, people will recognize apple first. Always recognize apple first. Now, I'm not asking you to for world dominance here. But what I'm going to ask you to do is define your brand. Define your brand. Could you define your brand in one sentence? Could you do it in one paragraph? If I was in the elevator with the most influential person in the world who could, who could impact my career and move me to the next level, level me up, what would you tell them in one floor? If someone looked at me and said, hey, Brandon, what do you do? I help people, teams, businesses, and companies live their best life. Well, kind of cool. How do you do that? Well, I do that through culture bridging, developing processes. I develop brands, their why, their core values, um, their mindsets, their culture, like on and on. See, but you have to start with the why. What do I do? Why do I do it? I help people live their best life. 
Why do I do it? Because it's the most satisfying purpose in the world. Nothing better than to see somebody soar. I dig it. It's my thing. So your brand identity, you know, is, is monumental, monumental to what you do. So define your brand based upon your why, based upon your core values, based upon the culture you want to create, because you're in a very unique position to do that. That's why, again, just me. I'm very challenged when I go to a school and I see, you know, acrobatic karate. I see, you know, aerobic kickboxing, someone else's program. I see little pandas. I see, you know, and you've got all these people's different programs plastered in your window, but I don't see your brand at all, at all. There's no why. There's nothing. You're just like this, this buffet of all these different programs. And I was working with one school owner, and I said, okay, I understand that, but what do you have a black belt in? And this guy, his chest puffed up, his shoulders went back. He says, third degree in Taekwondo, sir. I said, then why aren't you teaching Taekwondo? Well, sir, it doesn't make me money, da-da-da. I said, no, you haven't learned how to make money. Think how many pop stars, how many actors, how many people out there did their thing for decades until people caught on, and then all of a sudden they were an overnight sensation right? So I want you to be very mindful of that. You need to cultivate your brand and be very, very clear about that. You know, and, and like Apple says, we don't want to be a phone company. We don't want to be known just for the iPhone. We want as many MacBook Pros out there as we do iPhones. We want as many iPads out there as iPhones. We don't want to be known as the phone company. And I get it. And with the autonomous car and AI and everything else they're developing, that will change. Christina. Cool. A lot of people sitting up there. Can you say hi? I'm going to say it again. Can you say hi? Put in your name, the name of your school where you're tuning in from. So I'm big on brand identity. And, and you know, you deserve a great brand. And I've worked with a lot of people on here. I am family, believe martial arts, focus martial arts, journey martial arts, resilient martial arts, artisan martial arts. Ask any of them. I am passionate about helping them cultivate their brand. It helps you stand out above the white noise. It's something you can get behind, your team can get behind, you believe in. Super important. But be very mindful. When I walk into your school and I see four different colored uniforms and it looks like a rainbow of T-shirts and all that, that doesn't help. What are my brand colors? Red, black, white. What are my school colors? Red, black, white. What is everything I do? Red, black, white. My colors are defined. I like them. I've always loved them since I was a little kid in the martial arts. Gray is a variation of that. I get that. But overall, it's red, black, and white. So when you walk into our school, you see one unified brand. One unified brand. And that's important for me. If I walk into, you know, let's say, I don't know, McDonald's, and this guy's got a pink shirt on, he's got a, a black shirt on, he's got a, it'd be very confusing. If I went and watched my Warriors play, and they're all wearing different uniforms, there's no sense of team, there's no sense of unity. So I want you to really think that when you're cultivating that culture and brand, when you got these little niches over here, the Masters Club wears black, Leadership wears blue, you know, Black Belt Club wears red, you're promoting separatism, you're promoting niches in your school. And I don't think that's a good thing. I think that's a bad thing. That's why, again, this is just my brand, one martial arts. We're not one, two, three, four. We're one. One people, one thinking, one mindset. And through that common goal of live your best life, we cultivate individuals. You with me? So there's a huge difference there. There's common goals that cultivate the individual. I don't want a bunch of followers. I want a bunch of leaders. I'm big on autonomy. And that's, again, part of our brand dynamics. So think about your brand. And then the other part of that, does your brand support your programs? Does your brand support your team? Does your brand support the community? Does it do that? If it's self-serving me, you know, Joe Karate, it's me, 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 feed my ego, me, 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 it's all about me, forget it. That brand's going to die. That brand's going to die. It's going to die. You know why? That brand dies with the owner. And how hard is it when you got some 17-year-old instructor trying to step up their leading the class when everyone's going, where's uh, Master So-and-so? Where is, you know, the guy up there, the name, Joe Karate, where is he? Don't do that to your team. Please don't do that. But everybody does that because it feeds your freaking ego. And I'm going to challenge you on that too, right? Step out of that. 
Because also, it's like a double-edged sword. You're a slave to that brand. You're a slave to it. Your ego, it feeds your ego. You'll never train your team to do it better than you. You know, my team does it better than me. You know, my black belts could bounce me off the wall. I'm freaking 60 years old in a couple of weeks. I got black belts that just dance on my head. I'm cool with all of that. I'm cool with all of it because that's why I have freedom. Because I create a company that works for me versus I work for it. So when you cultivate your brand and your culture, be mindful. Are you creating a brand to feed your ego? Or are you creating a brand that's going to, you know, perpetuate long after you're dead and gone? Cool? And th this is one of Apple's um, core values. And, and I really dug this, right? When you look at Apple strategies, Apple core values, we're almost done. We're almost out of here. Everyone feels supported valued, connected, and empowered to do the best work of their lives. We know we're all better at what we do when we're free to be who we are. And that's a big one. You know, again, as long as I've got a really good culture and very clear brand absolutes, and we live by these core values, then they can feel free to be who they are, right? I would never hire somebody that smokes and drinks and, and curses all the time. I wouldn't. That's late and indifferent and insubordinate. I don't want to hang out with those people. So if you get people that play really well together, people that, that live within your core values, you don't have to police them at all. So it changes because you do because you share those commonalities, values such as service. Everybody in my business loves to serve. So I'll support you. I'll value you. I'll connect. I'll empower you to do your best work. If you're out there trying to find better ways to serve people, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a no-brainer. Are you with me on that? Who's with me on that? Right? So I want you to think about that. And th these types of things that Apple has gone through, companies spend millions of dollars on. Millions, millions of dollars. Right? And they do that first before the company ever really gets where it needs to be. So I think, again, the challenge in our industry is that we function from these old, outmoded ways of thinking because we're afraid to think different because you, you don't want to stand out from the noise because people are going to point fingers at you and go, you suck. Look at you. And I get that every day. Every day. And it all comes down to my eagle claws better than your tiger kung fu. Who cares? Who cares? When the day's done, who cares? Do what you believe in. At least you can die knowing I stood up for what I believe in. Right? Win, lose, or draw. My financial advisor posted that today. Sam on. Make a million dollars, ten million dollars. It doesn't change your level of happiness. You just buy a few more toys. So when the day's done, if you really do what you love, the money does come. It does and you find a way because you're committed to your purpose. You're committed to a very clear why. And that's Apple. Think different. Think different. From day one, when Steve Jobs came back, he said, this sucked. My company sucked. So when he came back the second time, he came back with guns blazing. And he knew because of the company he did in between. I think it was called Next, right, Kat? Was it Next? I always forget that because those are the, the small details that don't really matter. But the company in between was really where he learned about culture, where he learned about the value of the why, you know, and why that was so important. Now, come on. Someone kicks you out of your own freaking company. What the heck? What the heck's going on when that kind of stuff goes down, right? So think about that. All right, all right. Yeah, next. Thank you. Thank you, Kat. It was next. Bow. Hey, what's up? Lee Douglas from the UK. Cool. All right. So as you can see, I'm a huge advocate of Apple. I'm a huge advocate for Disney. Another company I'll talk about in the future is Zappos. I love Zappos. It's another company. You know, God rest his soul, Tony Shea. If you want to read a great book, read Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. It's a great book, wonderful book. Again, I'm, I'm about innovation. I'm about carving my own path, but that's me. If you want to fall in line and, and, you know, do some turnkey and follow everybody else, you're more than welcome to do that. Either way, it's going to be a hard road to hoe. You've chose to be a small business owner. It is not easy. We've all experienced that during this pandemic. Being a small business owner is what? It is not easy. So don't look for the easy way. 
Don't look for the shortcuts, right? How many people gave Steve Jobs gruff? How much is it going to cost to make this phone? How much are we going to sell it for? Are you sure in this market? Da, 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 da. All the salespeople and the financial analysts were going, what? What is this MacBook Pro going to cost when you can go to, you know, get a HP for this amount? Well, he says, I don't care what HP charges. That's irrelevant to me. I'm creating premium products at a premium price. That's what I do. Do you think Bentley gives a crap what Kia does? Not at all. Not at all. And that's where I'm going with this. Are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to fail? Are you willing to create something that is not your own, but is for everybody? But you're on board because everybody has bought into the culture, has bought into the why and what you do. Cool? Cool, cool, cool. So Marco posted in there. So where can you find me? My podcast, this episode, Success Never Sleeps, will be on our podcast, Success Never Sleeps, across all the podcast platforms. If you like the show, you dig it, can you leave me a review? Do that for me. Another one is Mindful Meditations. I've been called the master of the mindset. I am passionate about managing this. Got to manage my head, man. If my head's not in a good space, I don't produce. Nobody tells me what to do but Uncle Sam. So every day I wake up as a small business owner and I make it or I break it. Cool? I make it or I break it. And that's on me. That's on me. Right? So we have Mindful Meditations, also another podcast. Motivational? Go to my Pinterest. We got tons of posters. I, I, I was tickled pink. Ralph of Excellent Martial Arts over in uh, Switzerland. His office is literally has all my different posters from Pinterest. Because power sayings are important. I, I'm sharing that with, with the group I work with, um, the school owners that are in wisdom. And it's, it's not a group. They're individual, tailored, customized mentoring program. Um, and there's three spots left. I think Liam Richards just hit me up from XL Martial Arts in England. He wants to come aboard. But when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I see, because people think I'm nuts, I have three pictures that sit on the floor. They're not up on a wall because I can't see them there. So I look over and I see a picture of you know, uh, me and my son, me and my kids and my wife, and then a picture of me and my sisters. The three, you know, the things that motivate you. My sisters, you know, I grew up with them. They're important to me. My family is where I am now. And then my sons, I have a special place. So when I wake up every morning, I have a key, key to look at that just, boom, energize me, ignites me, gets me grounded, gets me where I need to be. Yeah, people trip out. They go, uh, why are those pictures leaning up against the wall on the floor, because when I wake up, I want to see it right away, right? Conveniently. So go to my Pinterest channel. You're welcome to download that stuff, print it out, hang it on a wall, let it motivate and inspire you. Cool, cool, cool. You can find me where else now? Uh, BrandonBeliso.com, Instagram, right? Instagram, we're producing a lot of new reels and stories. I'm working with great people um, in, in a new company called, um, well, I won't share that at this point, but they're doing an amazing job and I love them. Good souls. You know, I like good people. I'm big on that. And then of course, you know, make sure that you, you subscribe to our disruptor channel. Super powerful. It's an open forum. And like you saw, Tom came aboard at the beginning of this broadcast and said, Apple sucks. That's cool. To each his own. You know, I'm totally cool with that. And what I love about you, Tom, if you're still hanging with us, you weren't disrespectful, sir. You stated your case of which you were certain, and I backed you up, and I reiterated it live on the show. I'm all about that. We can always agree to disagree. But when we hurt each other to make our point, I'm challenged by that. So if you come to our disruptor group, and all you do is sell your shit, and I'm going to say that, you sell your shit, but you bring no value to our page, I'll kick you out. That's simple. But you come there every day with the mindset of being disruptive, critical thinking, sharing new and innovative stuff with all of us, as I do, as I do by example, I believe. I give way more content to you than I'm ever paid for because I want everyone to live their best life. You are welcome to be part of the disruptors. Coo, coo, coo. All right. Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, the whole nine yards. And of course, as we move into Kids Love Life Skills, I just want to share with everybody, you want to be part of that. Our new subscription-based model is something that's heads and tails above. We have videos we're going to be posting. We're going to have a monthly meeting for you, personal hand-holding. You know, people are going to help you because I find, again, you know, me being the, the way I am, I want everyone to do what they want. People aren't using Kids Love Life Skills the way it was intended. 
They just do whatever they want. It's very avant-garde. And the success of my schools is because we have a system behind Kids Love Life Skills. So by moving people in a subscription-based model, it's going to be night and day. You will be the leader in your community of life skills. You will, you will. And we can promise you that. Cool, cool, cool. All right, all right. I'm going to hop into my group mentoring meeting now. I just want to say, hey, I am Brandon Beliso. Thank everybody for being here today. Until we talk again, what are you going to go out there and do? Live your best life.